This is the story of the one. As a maintenance engineer, he hears things differently. To the untrained ear, everything on his shop floor might sound fine, but he can hear gears grinding or a belt slipping. So he steps in to fix the problem at hand before it gets out of hand. And he knows Granger's got the right product he needs to get the job done, which is music to his ears. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. What's the easiest choice you can make? Window instead of middle seat? Picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket? Outsourcing business tasks you hate? What about selling with Shopify? Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage, Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash try. Go to shopify.com slash try now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash try. Thanks for joining me for another Blunt Business on CannabisRia.com. And as you know, on the rare occasions, we have an occasional returning guest to the program. And my kind of fast and loose rule is I usually try to go ahead and separate, you know, about a year before I have a guest. If they're getting the invite to go and come on back, I want to give a little bit of time to go and see how things progress. And today is no exception. Right now, we're welcoming back a returning guest who returns he leads a leading staffing and talent strategy firm serving the regulated cannabis industry. He has helped hundreds of cannabis companies with successful strategic hires, ranging from C-suite to senior directors. Welcoming back, CEO of Flower Hire, David Belsky. David, welcome back. Thank you for having me back. Good to be here. So we'll go ahead and bring a little bit back up of what we had you on before uh, previous, but it's been since May 2021, and pandemic is now much more stretched away. You know, you have uh, officials now saying it's over. So there's that. And business is kind of thriving now, but we still have inflation issues, which even though the job market is said to be, you know, bustling and it's pretty aggressive and active, I'd like to get some takes on that. So first of all, to remind Flower Hire, you have grown to deliver hundreds of leadership hires for clients across North America. You work with companies like Ease, TerraSend, AYR and Ascend Wellness. So talk to me about the progress made and has the five-year business plan been achieved? Because I know that's when you started uh, about five years ago. Thank you for, for starting there. Um, you know, I couldn't imagine it being further along in, in one sense, you know, from, from when I started just with an idea of what does a six-figure cannabis job look like and sought to discover that, discover who a cannabis executive was and what type of jobs be available and how to find the right people to help this industry move forward. Um, I couldn't imagine, you know, a, a client roster of like me and my team have been able to build over the course of time um, and sort of our positioning within the industry, you know, from a strategic standpoint. Um, that being said, on the other side, you know, if you would have told me we'd, we'd feel this far along, I wouldn't have expected it to sort of also feel so dicey at the same time. Mm -hmm. um, 
you know, we saw really tremendous growth. Um, you know, we're a self-funded business that's grown, you know, by having revenue and reinvesting in the form of hiring and marketing and all those things. And we saw from middle of 2018, basically the end of 2021, just continued growth with a slight pause at the beginning of the pandemic when everything just stalled yeah. for 60 days. But then the net effect of the pandemic was the essential services designation on cannabis made it uh, cannabis continue to move forward, but also people consider cannabis from a career option more than ever before, right? Um, right. This year it's been flat. Our, our our business has been flat. And at the end of the day with, you know, what's happening in the macro sense and, you know, even what's happening in the, in the macro sense, just specifically with cannabis, you know, I think flat is okay, you know, and, and we're, we're still moving forward. We're still getting great people jobs. We're still supporting the growth of, of, of different companies across the, across the country. Now, are you still, are you dealing at all when it comes to applicants and recruiting those hires to these businesses where the mainstream uh, job market talks about the great resignation, quiet quitting and people working from home? Are you dealing with any of those factors here as that's something that's now normalized that is now like cooked into what is the job market today and how to go and bring people forward? Yeah, well, I think that um, on, on uh, the first thing I would say is that cannabis in general does provide two things that help to uh, balance sort of the trends behind the great resignation. One is a, a mission driven culture, you know, people that work in cannabis, you know, overwhelmingly, they're one of their biggest drivers is they believe in the plant, right? And, and mm -hmm. so um, not, not only that, but you have the idea that working in cannabis now and getting experience professionally in the industry could lead to more growth prospects because there's a lot of stories in this industry of people starting off at a, like a minimum wage job, like a packaging associate that 18 months later are an operations manager, right? Because they're able to do that. So um, I haven't necessarily seen the same effect. Um, I think, you know, or, or more than other industries is probably less because of those two things. However, you know, again, flower hires main lane is that sort of, you know, salaried management and executive level professional in cannabis. And there are certain skill sets like marketing or accounting or legal where those employees that have those skill sets now have been working virtually for several years and it's tough to get them back into an office. So <laughs> a lot of companies in cannabis have had to adopt to a virtual office setting or allowing mostly remote work for those type of skill sets in order to retain um, and or attract people uh, in those roles. Now, I want to take from a story from this January in Gondrepreneur. They made this point that as of 2022, this, again, the start of 2022, Flower Hire has placed over 600 people in the industry and you receive more than 100 organic resumes per week, serving as a useful pool of candidates when starting a search. And due to the number of emerging markets, the team, your team still goes to trade shows, networking events, conducts LinkedIn searches to find a wide array of candidates. Now, for those applicants who are skeptical about companies hiring, because I've heard this a lot, where if you see an hour hiring site on a business, it's because they, you know, part of it was like, well, this isn't compliance with the PPP plan. Or if it's something, some other kind of benefit that the company gets, they need to show that they're trying to hire, but they're really not. So, what do you say to those people that feel like they're skeptical if they're putting out, you know, they have to go online. They can't really talk to anybody in person right away to speak about being hired that they feel like there's much more of a, a barrier 
a second barrier that's put in place from someone hiring them? Uh, so a couple, couple things, just, uh, as a correction, we've done, you know, nearly a thousand placements in cannabis and average side of $140,000. And we, we, as a business, um, you know, drive probably thousands of unique applicants every week to stuff that, that we find. Um, I do think that the modern job search in a lot of ways is broken. Right. Um, if you think about, you know, online being the major way that people that are seeking jobs apply to those jobs, um, and cannabis is no exception to the challenges of identifying fit from a resume for a specific job, mm-hmm. right? Um, if you think about cannabis too, I mean, a lot of companies don't even know what to look for, for any role that they're hiring, because, you know, most people have never worked in the industry. So there are, there's in general, lots of noise, I would say, for companies that do post jobs. Um, you know, maybe 10 to 15% actually have the work experience that is listed in the job description of applicants, um, right. you know, so um, I do, you know, I, I do think that in general, um, there is still lots of open jobs in cannabis. And, you know, I do think that the majority of companies, the primary way that they fill the majority of their positions is from job listings and the applicants that come through that way. And then, you know, second, you'd have employee referral and then you'd have, you know, firms like mine um, assisting as well, but definitely a lesser amount than the amount of jobs filled through through ad response. And then also communicating with these companies, the idea that if somebody is trying to be an applicant, that they might be asked, okay, sign up into a portal, which you hope that you'll have some kind of ongoing progress support as to seeing if it, if the, the job's been filled if any word comes back, if you get a letter of decline, are we seeing a little bit of a, a disconnect on that as well? I I, th- I don't think it's specifically a cannabis problem. I just think it's job seeker in general. Applicant tracking systems, which are the software packages that manage job listings, mm-hmm. are ripe with uh, you know functions that aren't very effective or or strong. There are certain applicant tracking systems that auto reject applicants. Um, based on certain criteria not met as an example zip code like somebody lives 26 miles from a from a job location but the customer sets 25 miles as the limit right that you know the hiring manager whoever vets that resume an hr professional whoever may not even see that applicant right so there's there's lots of uh sort of challenges there i do think that it's not too much to ask to have at least some form of rejection letter or acknowledgement of of that you applied to the job I, I think if you're not receiving that and you're applying to a position, you should do do additional steps more proactively to make sure your application is considered. Right. Now, we're going to go to break. There's so much more we can talk about with the job market. We're going to talk about salaries. We're going to talk about benefits. That's all coming up Woo! right now with <laughs> the CEO of Flower Hire, David Belsky here on Blunt Business. And of course, the website, if you haven't gone to it yet, but take a look at it while you go to break flowerhire.com you can look at their website and check that out while we go to break we'll be right back rolling into some sponsors but we'll be right back with more blunt business ah spring nothing like the world progressing towards summer to inspire your own progress that's what life's all about in your career relationships and your finances let's talk about that last one 
With the Chime Secured Credit Builder Visa Credit Card, it's easy to start building credit with everyday purchases and regular on-time payments with no annual fees or interest. And if your credit score grows, so could your opportunities for lower rates on loans, like for a car or home. Sounds like progress, right? With Chime Secure Credit Card, you can start improving your credit scores right away. Get started today at Chime.com build. That's Chime.com build. Chime. Feels like progress. The Chime Credit Bill Visa Credit Card is issued by Bancorp Bank NA or Stride Bank NA. Members of FDIC, out-of-network ATM withdrawal and OTC advance fees may apply. Terms and conditions apply. Go to Chime.com slash disclosures for details. This is the story of the one. As head of maintenance at a concert hall, he knows the show must always go on. That's why he works behind the scenes, ensuring every light is working, the HVAC is humming, and his facility shines. With Granger's supplies and solutions for every challenge he faces, plus 24-7 customer support, his venue never misses a beat. Call quickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done. Welcome back. I'm back once again with the CEO of Flower Hire, David Belsky, here on Blunt Business. You might remember we interviewed him back in May of 2021. If you haven't had a chance to catch that interview, go back to your archives. CannabisRadio.com or wherever you find the show, wherever you subscribe to this program. And if you haven't told anybody, tell a friend to tell a friend to go ahead and subscribe, like and share and leave a review either on Apple or Spotify. Rate and review. We would really appreciate it. Five stars would be best. Now, David, Cannabis Industry Journal wrote a piece about employee benefits, specifically talking about 401ks. Now, they wrote this, quote, given the complexity of the cannabis industry and its hazy legal status in the U.S., However, it can be more challenging for cannabis companies to find benefits providers willing to create a program, a 401k program. Finding the right partners to navigate the process will help cannabis companies provide this significant employee benefit package. Cannabis organizations have run into similar roadblocks, finding banks and payroll providers willing to partner with them. And some large financial firms that offer retirement plans often decline to work with cannabis companies as well. We know safe banking would probably offer some kind of release to that. But in the meantime, a growing number of boutique firms are now offering 401k programs and other benefits for this industry. It just requires the right partners to find the right plan. What do you think about companies that want to take this route? Um, great question. Um, I, I actually, I, I think it's a bit of old information uh, to, to be honest with you. I, over the last five and a half years, I've seen an evolution for sure in how people are paid and what type of benefits are offered in the cannabis industry. Cause when I first started, most companies we were supporting were still doing payroll and cash and did not offer healthcare. Right now, fast forward to now, I, I think every <laughs> single company that we've worked with in the last 36 months has normal payroll. And I think health benefits have improved to a point of being on par with other industries. Um, now, 401k, I used to say, you know, a couple of years ago, up, up to that time, it's very rare to find a 401k in cannabis. And if retirement benefits and 401k match is something that is a big driver for your job making decision or job decision where you work cannabis is probably in the right fit because right. we like to be upfront and not waste anyone's time right um that being said now i do believe that this industry has access to 401k not even from like small boutique providers but transamerica and john hancock are willing to provide 401k to uh plant touching cannabis companies now maybe they weren't 18 months ago right but but they are but they are now i mean you have 500,000 people working for plant touching cannabis companies in the united states that's a significant amount of people and there's not a lot of industries that offer that amount of growth that relates to hr services mm -hmm. um 
that being said, I don't I believe that not every company in cannabis offers a 401k. And I attribute that more to them being more startup companies than lack of access to those type of solutions, right? Mm-hmm. You know, if you're talking about early stage startup growth stage companies with the, without a sophisticated HR and human capital function, often those companies are just trying to figure out how to make payroll and, and be compliant from a from a you know a workman's comp and you know onboarding and offboarding and payroll taxes standpoint. So um, I think that's the major reason why this industry isn't offering 401k now as opposed to lack of access. But that is a recent development. Now, on our grassroots marketing series, I actually interviewed a CEO of a company called Hemp Lucid, and they now offer to their employees because of their own, of the, the CEO's personal uh, first-person experience. He is now offering, he partnered with a clinic that offers psychedelic uh, ketamine treatments as part of the insurance benefit towards his employees. Have you, have you heard anything about any really creative ideas on benefits like this where something like that would be, or just in terms of insurance benefits, what are some of the extra perks that some potential employers are offering to try to entice? I mean, we know now that a lot of, you know, either your, your part-time employees or, you know, for any fast food or any retail businesses, they're offering bonuses. They're offering to try to, you know, flexible pay, make sure you get paid as quickly as you can, things like that. Is that anything you're seeing right now? Anything really creative or progressive right now? Well, um, I haven't heard of that one yet. Um, that is, that's pretty cool. Yeah. Um, a couple of things that come to mind, you know, I think one is discounted products, you know, like people that get like a free eighth a week or something like that from their company, that could be mm-hmm. enticing because a lot of, you know, habitual cannabis consumers of which lot work in cannabis, you know, that, that is a nice perk for them. Um, I've also heard of things like uh, like access to counseling, especially you know the events of the pandemic and some of like the Zoom fatigue and you know in the parlance of our times, like companies offering mm-hmm. access to you know um, to, to counseling um, as part of an employee benefits package. I've, def- I've definitely heard um, of that as well. Um, and 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 listen, I think that you know, there's a lot of challenges to being an operator in this industry and being a founder. Um, yeah. And I don't think all founders of cannabis are, are, are greedy by any means. I think that they're capital constrained because of 280E and other reasons. But I do believe that a lot of companies, especially in the private sphere in cannabis, want yeah. to take care of their employees. And it is part of their culture to figure out ways to do so. The other thing too is we haven't gotten there too much yet, but there's a lot of companies that are already under SPACs or they're already being exchanged through the Canadian Securities Exchange or other markets, uh, stock options. Would that be something that you think eventually will be a part of the normal gamut of somebody's hiring package? Uh, Yeah. You know, I think that um, what we see is for, I'd say the majority of director level and above positions that we recruit for, there's some form Mm -hmm. of equity or long-term incentives and it could be (laughs) options. It could be RSUs. It could be, phantom shares in an LLC, whatever that means. Right. Um, you know, I, I do see that as, as being, especially for senior level talent, one of the sort of driving forces that, you know, startup minded employees w- expect as part of their uh, compensation package. Right. right. Um, and I do think there's some of the larger companies that are publicly listed do offer some like, um, uh, sort of ESOP where they can purchase shares at a discount for all employees. Right. Um, 
but I don't necessarily see it as a norm, even in the public companies that, you know, the, the, the staff level, uh, you know, worker in a, in a cultivation or retail facility has, has options. I don't, I don't think that's normal for the larger companies. Some of the smaller ones though, smaller private companies, they give everyone in the company, you know, some form of, of equity and whether that equity has, is going to have measurable value to the employee or not at some point in the future. I do think it's it's something that is uh, an effective tool for not only retention, but also for people to have a sense of ownership in the work that they're doing. I want to bring up a story that you wrote yourself in Green Entrepreneur. Uh, would go and let people know about it. It's how much employees make in the cannabis retail business. Uh, you want to look at how what employees do and how they're compensated. So how much are they getting paid? Let's go and bring that up real quick. Uh, there's a pretty ex- expansive article, so I would let people know. Go ahead and look for that at Green Entrepreneur. And I'll just take a quick uh, summary of what you make a point of is that you explain the range of salaries from bud tenders making minimum wage to vice presidents making $350,000 a year. Now, from what you stood to lay out, what I want to ask specifically is about bud tenders. I feel like because of the name bud tender, Obviously synonymous. That's everybody knows the name is very familiar, but I feel like taking the bud tender terminology, more like a bartender who's going to make just on tips, that's basically minimum wage, a service industry. If it was something where that position was made more like almost like a pharmacy technician or, or you know, almost call like a terpene technician. And maybe the person comes out in a lab coat. I don't know. There's something where you elevate that position you make it sound much more important and you want to make sure you hire people and give them that right salary so that they don't feel like this is just because i think bartender kind of takes away or bartender to me takes away a little bit of what their real purpose is that it doesn't give enough seriousness to what they're doing um so uh i agree with you in a lot of ways that um it's at this point, it's a bit inappropriate, right? Uh, considering right. that I think that a good amount of consumers that are entering the retail experience are really looking for uh, a guide, a concierge, if you will, not right. somebody to 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 hawk you know nugs at them, right? Um, mm-hmm. And not only that, the bud tender is the face of a cannabis job. It is the job that the general public interacts with the most is the employee that at a retail environment. So I do believe that it is important that we look to elevate those folks in general mm-hmm. um, and to the benefit of consumers. Now, I, I think there's a lot of room for improvement here across the industry. Right. Um, I, I think that um, there are some retailers that do a, a great job of training and, and investing in education for their butt tenders or, you know, whatever, but most, most definitely do not. And it is to the detriment of the consumer at this point. Um, I have seen though, they're starting to be more, we'll say creative uh, ways to, uh, you know, compensate those butt tenders um, through technology. Like there are platforms now where instead of a brand that wants to be sold into a retailer coming and trying to drop off samples to the bud tender, now the bud tender can get paid for watching videos in their own time of like, of, of the talk about the product so that they're going to be more likely to recommend those products and, and find some sort of side income from being the face of the industry. But 
but I do think that the bud tender name should be evolved one, 1 million percent. And I also say, first of all, and I'm not, you know, discouraging anybody that is a bud tender at all. I'm just saying change that name, elevate the salary because it's, you're just, it's distinguishing yourself more. Plus also, I think the perception where I don't think every bud tender could absolutely go ahead and sample every strain of every hybrid or every sativa that's out there. It's impossible based yeah. on how much is out there. And you never know what happens with each batch that yields and comes in. It's more about their understanding of what is inside the molecular of that plant and what it does to you. That's more important. I think to me, if you're coming into a dispensary, as opposed to them just saying, well, you know, Indica, what do you think when you try it? Yeah. Or, or like, Oh, you, you want to relax, take an Indica. Right? right. And it's like, you know, how, how helpful is that? I, I, but I, I think we're just starting to scratch the surface of how, the physiology of humans and how it interacts with different molecules in the cannabis plant. And it is right. very different. Um, like you or I may have a completely different experience from the same strain, right? Or you may have a completely different experience with the same strain and, and it used it one time, one time a day versus another time a day. Mm -hmm. So it's, there's a lot of challenges, I think, um, to, uh, um, to, to helping guide people in their cannabis consumption that are curious. Mm -hmm. Yeah. You know, that being said, we can do better than indica and sativa and THC and, percent. We can right. Do right. So it does just where it comes to me is that I see that now on the other, on the higher end of the salaries, when it comes to seeing that vice presidents or CEOs are making what three, three, three fifty to $500 million, $500,000 a year, something like that. Obviously that as a great salary for those that want to get into this business right before it hits legalization. And, you know, that we see more than our share of Fortune 500 executives that have wanted to do something different. They want to get out of the grind of what they've been doing before, all that corporatization, or they want to take that structure and build into something that's much more ambitious for them, like cannabis. Yeah, well, and to preface that that article in the salary, there's not a lot of retail leadership roles paying $300,000 or more in cannabis, but there right. are certain companies that have more than 50 retail locations open or more than 30 mm -hmm. and the person running all retail operations for an organization like that tends to be you know somebody who had a similar role um in a in a legacy retail industry and has several years of cannabis experience now right um but i don't think that i think that um and those folks have an entire organization and scope underneath them that often can have thousands of employees up to, you know, that are working, you know, on the front lines of retail. Yeah. Right. Um, but I think also mergers and acquisitions of MSOs and how they're continuing to just consolidate and they're just growing bigger as they can. That will require the need of someone that can handle that many stores and that many employees. Someone that has been that CEO of such a company that can bring, the right kind of leadership into such a bigger space. Yeah. And, you know, as a, as a business, um, when we started, you know, five years ago, mm -hmm. I'd say definitely the majority of the candidates that we placed did not have cannabis professional experience over the last 12 months, it's been about 50, 50. So this industry is still hiring lots of people who never worked professionally in cannabis into strategic roles, but there are also folks that have come into the industry from, CPG or retail or hospitality <laughs> Money, or whatever, yeah. and now have two or three years of experience that maybe are looking for a better boat or they're on one of those mega ships now through consolidation. They want to go to a smaller, earlier stage thing and, and have a little bit more fun. Right. Right. That being said, especially at the executive ranks, we're seeing companies in cannabis that are bigger than we've ever seen 
So yes, there needs there is creation of these organizational structures and including up to leadership roles that have never existed in legal cannabis before. So um, you, this industry continues to um, attract and and or need executives from from other spaces. I think right. the the challenge in recruiting those type of people that you know flower hire aims to solve is just because someone was successful at Diageo doesn't mean they're gonna be successful in cannabis right. because you have to write the playbook here. You have to be massively strategic and massively tactical. And if you're not used to building structure and processes and doing the actual job, not delegating the actual job, you're probably not right for this industry yet, even at those executive level salaries. Yeah. We're going to come back after a short break, but we're going to go and talk about social equity coming up. To wrap things up here with David Belsky, CEO of Flower Hire here on Blunt Business. We'll be right back. Rolling into some sponsors, but we'll be right back with more Blunt Business. What's the easiest choice you can make? Window instead of middle seat? Picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket? Outsourcing business tasks you hate? What about selling with Shopify? Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage? Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash try. Go to shopify.com slash try now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash try. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome back to Blunt Business. I'm here with final questions with David Belsky, CEO of Flower Hire. Website is flowerhire.com. I want to take a story from benefitnews.com. They wrote about the bridging the job gap for those with a criminal record. They wrote this, quote, with more than 70 million people in the U.S. alone who have some sort of criminal record, we as a society really need to ask ourselves if that's actually a valid reason to bar these individuals from future employment, especially once they have served their sentence. They went on the right in order to help bridge this gap and create more opportunities with, for individuals with past records. I believe that criminal offenses and records should be graded since not all past crimes are the same. The lion's share of records, especially for minor drug-related offenses, and in particular those regarding cannabis, which is no longer even illegal in many states, should not be impediments to future employment. Many offenses have occurred years or even decades ago, it's also important to take into consideration when the offense occurred, as well as the steps that were taken for reform. So how do you see, David, the welcome, the cannabis industry welcoming applicants so far, giving them a second chance, let alone be able to pursue licensing for their own cannabis? I mean, it's a, it's a big, it's a low, big question in a lot, right. a lot of areas. Yes. Uh, you know, <laughs> nonviolent victimless crimes for drug related offenses should not 
be bar people from employment versus you know uh uh crimes where you cause bodily harm to others right um, i think mo the majority of citizens agree with that statement as well and i do think that there's within the cannabis industry specifically as you know every state is a little bit different in terms of how they look at criminal records and how they look at being second chance employers and you know there's some very progressive states in the northeast like new york um that are are trying to rectify that um that by you know looking at you know policies that encourage ownership from folks that were incarcerated or are from communities that were affected by the war on drugs right mm -hmm. um there are some states that bar people from working in cannabis like florida that have drug related offenses on their record right so it's all over the map um and you know i i do think that you know there should be meaningful criminal justice reform because the war on drugs has failed and that would have to probably yeah. start at a federal level really um some states are not waiting for the federal government to do anything you know like california just passed a law that says that people cannot be penalized for smoking cannabis when they're not at work you know which basically reinforces the fact that you already couldn't drug test for cannabis in california anyway right yeah. so yeah. uh it's just so different uh state by state but um I think some of the challenges to, you know, giving licenses or, or, or awarding licenses, I should say, to people that were the victims of the war on drugs that were incarcerated for nonviolent offenses, cannabis and, and otherwise, is that just the amount of capital it takes to open up the businesses. Um, you know, it's one thing to get a retail license, another thing to find a million dollars to be able to do the construction and build out and, and, and you know, pay for all of the professional services it takes to, to get it open and float the inventory for the first 120 days. Right. Um, so, right. you know, I, I, I think that the narrative uh, in general, you know, around, you know, um, reform and, you know, making up for the failed war on drugs should be centered around jobs and cannabis and getting employment in the industry and, and, you know, um, having the opportunity to work for a, a profession that's going to be, you know, around and, and even growing for the next decade or two and, and having that valuable career experience. I think that, you know, as an industry, um, you know, we we sort of have to be mindful of this and do our part. And I think that a lot of organizations and leaders in the space are are want to do the, the work and want to do that. I think there's still challenges in identifying those people in, in a centralized way that, may have a drug offense and being able to, you know, reach out to them. I think there's, you know, a lot of, you know, hopefully more solutions that are coming for that. And, and um, you know, but it's it's definitely something that is continuing to shape the industry, um, especially for the new the states that are, you know, in the Northeast and, and elsewhere that are becoming adult use now. And I want to make a point that on our grassroots marketing series, the companion series of this program that I host, also on CannabisRadio.com. Had a couple uh, interviews we did. Uh, first of all was uh, social equity in the New Jersey market. We talked to folks from the Thrive Network, the Lorenzo, Lorenzo McFadden on that show. And then also talked with uh, Kelly Parnell with the New York Cannabis Project to specifically talk about the areas where it comes to social equity and also the part where legacy operators that might have been already servicing the that area in a black market, but they want to become legit 
that opportunity. I always continue to say that should be part of the conversation. So to wrap things up, David, let's go ahead and let people know about the website. Once again, flowerhire.com. You mentioned you updated the, the figures about how many people you've actually slid into job positions over a thousand now. I mean, those big switch from 300 to from last year. So you definitely the it's going exponentially. Talk to me for those people that want to get themselves back in the job market. They want to get themselves a new job, change jobs or get themselves into a new career. What they what should they should they do if they're reaching out to you on your website? Um, I think uh, obviously you can apply to jobs. You can you can send me directly, David at flowerhire.com, and I will get it to the appropriate uh, place um, on my team. You know, there there's there's a way to get in touch with me directly. I think uh, following our organization on LinkedIn. If you're on LinkedIn, um, there's a lot of information not only jobs that are posted on LinkedIn, but also just information about educational seminars that we put on about what's happening on the human capital side of cannabis that can be good. I mean, education about the industry is my first piece of advice for anyone looking to work in cannabis. Mm-hmm. Um, look at the regs for your state. Um, you know, connect with people online. People that work in cannabis are very open to collaborating, to helping others. And it's very special. And hopefully that stays there forever. But right now, like there are many people that will help you, give you advice if you are proactively reach out. Fantastic. Again, always happy to have you back. David Belsky, CEO of Flower Hire. Thanks for being back on once again. And best of luck. Thank you, sir. All right. Thank you, listeners, for listening to another Blunt Business. We'll be back next week with another episode. And we'll talk to you next time. Nice house for my kids versus LA, which was a little bit more challenging. Um, right, right. And uh, people here like have no idea that there are six figure jobs in cannabis. They, you know, it's it's like there's still an awareness issue of right. like how far along this industry actually is. The fact that, you know, as a business, we filled 50 different job functions last year around in a vertically integrated company. I mean, that's a, that's a lot of different types of roles that a cannabis company needs. And because of that it's a, job creator like no other um but yeah. thank That's you great. for having me back on of course no, no you're good you're good thanks again for making time we'll make sure to get this out i believe it's gonna be in november we should have this posted but uh we'll make sure to get you a link out so you can share with whoever however you like yeah we'll definitely share it um and uh you know happy to discuss anything anytime all right sounds good david thanks so much thank you have bye. a good one sure, bye. The opinions expressed on this CannabisRadio.com program are those of the guests and hosts and do not necessarily reflect those of the staff and management of CannabisRadio.com. Any rebroadcast, republication, or retransmission of this program without proper consent is prohibited. This is the story of the one. As head of maintenance at a concert hall, he knows the show must always go on. That's why he works behind the scenes ensuring every light is working, the HVAC is humming, and his facility shines. With Granger's supplies and solutions for every challenge he faces, plus 24-7 customer support, his venue never misses a beat. 
Call quickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Prescription products require completion of an online medication consultation with an independent healthcare provider through the LifeMD platform and are only available if prescribed. Subscription required. Individual results may vary. Additional restrictions apply. Read all warnings before using GLP-1s. Side effects may include a risk of thyroid C-cell tumors. Do not use GLP-1s if you or your family have a history of thyroid cancer. If you've struggled for years to lose weight and have given up hope, did you know you can now access GLP-1 prescription medications at TryLifeMD.com? We're now offering eligible patients online access to GLP-1s, the breakthrough prescription medication that can help you lose body fat and weight. Listen to what people are saying. It's fun to put on jeans that you couldn't get into six months ago. Every morning, I look forward to getting on the scale. For anybody who's struggling with their weight, it's a godsend. And here's the best part. Your insurance may cover 100% of the cost of your medication. So go to TryLifeMD.com to have your eligibility checked right now. Get started today at TryLifeMD.com. That's T-R-Y-L-I-F-E-M-D.com.